When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Hit and run with Matt Spiegel. Sunday mornings on The Score. You and me on a Sunday morning, people. I had to cleanse the palate from Venus and Furs, the song about sadism that I was inspired to play after two ninth-inning losses. But this one's better. Bring it up. Early dawning. Come on now. Good morning. You and me hanging out. I uh, look forward to this all year long, and then it goes away. Hit and run goes away. So quick, man. So, so, so overly emotional, so maudlin right now this morning. It feels, it feels fast, doesn't it, Sean? It's like we just started. We just got on a roll, it feels like, you know? <laughs> uh. Big bad football comes marching in. Yeah, stupid Justin Fields yeah. and these Bears and them, you know, giving all these people hope and stuff. What's that about? It's funny. I was talking to somebody in the game, um, a play-by-play person. Because if you don't know, folks, I do a podcast called The PBP. Very good. Voices of Baseball. I've been having an incredible time uh, doing that. I can tell you that this week's episode, by the way, features the greatest living play-by-play voice right now. Absolutely the greatest one. Who, who is it? Who is the greatest living play-by-play person in baseball now that Vin is no more? Y- you? No. Uh, it is John Miller of the San Francisco Giants. Fantastic. Formerly of the Baltimore Orioles. This week, John Miller is the guest on the PBP. I would really um, love for you to check out the podcast because not only are they interviews with baseball people, but at the top and the bottom, you get my kind of rambling realness that perhaps you're used to on a Sunday morning. So... I'll be doing that every week on the PBP Voices of Baseball. Find it on the Odyssey app or wherever podcasts uh, come from. And, and, should I tell you who I had an incredible conversation with this past week? Somebody's going to be on a later episode. Should I share that? I don't know. I mean, it's pretty. It's pretty cool. I should probably share it. Well, we'll see. If I get five texters saying, "Speaks, tell us who's on the, on the podcast later in the month." Don't tease us. If there are five people that text asking for it, then I'll, then I'll do it. You know, I heard on some telecast or podcast or something that I inadvertently watched. <laughs> Jerry, not a fan. Not a big fan. But anyway, uh, we're taking you up to pregame for Cubs and Reds, the fourth one uh, of their four-game set. And then as a caller mentioned, Cubs have the Giants and Arizona, and we'll see what happens Within the division, these in the midst of a stretch of 14 games against teams they are directly competing with for a playoff spot, either a division 
or a wild card. And as it stands right now, as you know, we love to look at the standings on a Sunday morning. Um, with the division, they are four and a half back. And in terms of the wild card right now, Cubs still firmly entrenched as the second wild card. Two games ahead of both Arizona and San Francisco. Their next two opponents are the third place wild card tie. And oh, by the way, the Reds are also tied for that, but are percentage points behind Arizona and San Francisco. And then the Marlins are just a game behind that. So you've got four teams either two or three games behind you as you desperately try to hold on to a wild card. Before we uh, take your calls, and we'll do so for the rest of the show at 312-644-6767, Sunday mornings are really nice to listen to the Velvet Underground and to check the leaderboard. And this is fascinating to me. We now have four players with an OPS over one. For a long time, it's just been a single player, and that's Shohei Otani. He still leads MLB in OPS, which uh, to me is the first thing I look for for offensive value. And Shohei is at 1.071. Corey Seager is at 1.051. A monstrous year for the Texas Rangers, for Corey Seager. And then the two players pushing each other in the midst of this Atlanta and Dodgers series for National League MVP, Mookie Betts and Ronald Acuna, are both an OPS over one. Then it's Freddie Freeman, Matt Olson, Cody Bellinger. Yandy Diaz is still up there at number eight. And that rounds out everybody who's over 900 in OPS. In terms of homers, Shohei leads the majors with 44. Matt Olson at 43. Those are your only folks at 40. One person has over 100 RBIs already, and that's Matt Olson at 112. Adolis Garcia has 99 RBIs for Texas. What a year for him. And then it's Mookie and Kyle Tucker. At 98. With stolen bases, 63 for Ronald Acuna. Seems good. Outrageous. Nico Horner, sixth in MLB with 36 stolen bases. That's our guy. Yeah. That's your guy. That's, that's, that's yeah, he's good. He's good you guys man. got to play catch a couple, days, a couple we, weeks ago, didn't We you? did, we did. Number one in ERA among all starting pitchers, Blake Snell. Number two is Justin Steele in all of Major League Baseball. Best ERA in the American League belongs to Sonny Gray of the Minnesota Twins. Garrett Cole right there at 12 and 4. Justin Steele absolutely has a shot at the Cy Young. I'd pick him over Snell. He's, he's well, probably over Snell, but Spencer Strider is, 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 is that dude in terms of dominance. And he's 16 and 4. And the ERA is up there at 3.56, but 16 and 4 with all those strikeouts. Strider's 245 strikeouts are more than anybody in the big leagues by 43. Oh, I didn't realize he was near 250 for he, Ks. He's near 250 for Ks. It's, it's pretty remarkable. And he's got a great mustache. And he's got a great mustache and uh, a pedigree. So I, I, to me, that, that, that's the guy. That and Zach Gallen as well, but Steele is right there. And if he makes some big starts and the Cubs make the playoffs, I think Steele's absolutely got a good shot at the Cy Young. Fifteen and three is gaudy, people. And if he's if he ends at like eighteen and three or eighteen and four or whatever it is, it's going to look very very gaudy, and that will leave a mark narratively as well if the Cubs make the playoffs. Six seventy, the score is where you are in terms of saves. By the way, last one, Emmanuel Classe at thirty seven. Alexis Diaz of these Reds at 35, tied with Camilo Duval of the Giants at 35. Stan in Bellwood is back on 670 The Score. Hello, Stan. 
Oh, thanks for the second chance, Biggs. I, I, I think I might have uh, run into a bad connection there. I think we're all good now. Gotcha. Hey, um, boy, you know, all this terrific baseball talk, Steve, I'm, I'm embarrassed and ashamed to drag you back to uh, the Sox and Reinsdorf, but I got to do it. I mean, this is the last time we're probably going to talk for a few months. Um, you pity us, or, or I'm sorry, not pity, uh, but you, you feel bad for uh, us Sox fans. Uh, and I have to tell you, I, the situation, it's hopeless. Um I, I'm only going to be reiterating everybody else's thoughts, you know, after watching Reinsdorf and that clown show the other day. Um, and I know that invoking the names of uh, Branch Rickey and Eddie Stanky and, you know, laughing off pursuing uh, Otani, the best player in baseball, I mean, all that stuff is funny, but the reason that I think that things are hopeless and what bothers me the most about that situation is that Reinsdorf wound up doing the wrong thing after he did the right thing. Um, he, he, he made the hard, tough call by firing Kenny Williams and Rick Hahn. And I believe him when he says that, you know, that's one of the toughest things he ever had to do, but he did it. And it was the right thing to do, and he deserves uh, praise and recognition for that. And once you've made that really hard call, you would think that closing the deal by, you know, conducting a search throughout all of baseball for the right man, the best candidate for that GM position, and then moving on from Pedro Griffal would be a piece of cake. But after taking one big giant step forward, he took two steps backwards and just erased the right call that he made by firing Rick and Kenny by staying in house and retaining the manager. And I don't get it. Well, he he explained it in his own way. What what he said was that he didn't want to waste a year that whoever he brings in was going to need to look at everybody within the organization and you lose a year while they decide what they want to rebuild and who they want to fire, et cetera. And he thought to himself, I've got Chris Getz right here. Then I don't have to waste a year. I'm old and I don't want to do this. Folks, the big, the big thing he tried to do was allow Rick Hahn to rebuild. And he doesn't think it worked. And it didn't work. So he's done. He's done with that. Now it's one year at a time, piecemeal. Let's deal with the big league roster. Let's continue to give lip service to the minor leagues and development. There was a lot of lip service there, and maybe Getz will rise above and actually do some things in spite of what Jerry's priorities have shown them to be over all these decades. He, he, he doesn't really understand, in my opinion, the massive amount of money that needs to be pumped into a minor league system to really update and the number of people that you do have to fire and the number of outside people you do have to bring in. He doesn't want to do that. He wants to get better fast. And this actually tracks when you think about every single season except the last six. It does track. He uses the guise of wanting to get better fast to rationalize staying with the internal and the familiar. Does he do that manipulatively? 
Or does he just rationalize that even to himself because he loves to be loyal? Because he loves people? I don't know. That's the kind of psychological profiling I'm interested in. I'd like to know. Because it is a rationalization and it's a damaging one. All right, several of you have texted and wanted to know who's the guest on, uh, on the PBP later on in the month. I got more than five, so I'll tell you, but not yet. This is Owen in Willowbrook on 670 The Score. Hi, Owen. How are you? Hi, Hi Matt. Uh, first of all, I like Tom Hamilton from Cleveland. He does a great job. Um, the, the, one, um, the thing that brings to mind when you talk about the timing of guests, I, it brings to me my mind is what's Jeff Samarja doing now for Chris Bassett and Marcus Simeon, Jimmy Rollins, yeah. Adam Dunn, Pete LaRoche, Carson Fulmer, Zach Collins, Jared Mitchell, Yonder Alonzo. Yeah. We get the Oscar Hernandez, and not to mention we hired Robin Ventura and Pedro Gravel as a manager. Yeah. You ask about timing. I quit on this team as a 68-year-old White Sox fan three years ago. I question my timing. What took me that long? Wow. It should have been it should have been in twenty twelve. Man, a lot of people have expressed quit on these White Sox. And it's 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 sad and it is ugly. And it's been happening. And this week obviously helped push a lot of people over the edge. All right. So um here's the deal. I talked to Bob Costas. And I loved talking to Bob Costas about the play-by-play and about doing play-by-play because he was the voice of the game of the week when I was a kid. Him and Vin, it was Vin and Joe, Joe Garagiola and Vin Scully, and then it was Bob Costas and Tony Kubek, and then Costas and some other partners. So we talked about the art of play-by-play. We talked about baseball. And I got to tell you, folks, it was a thrill because he hung around on the Zoom for like an extra 20, 25 minutes afterwards, we're just talking. We're just talking. At one point, we were talking about steroids. And I referenced something that he said years and years ago about how there ought to be a page to open up the record book of, uh, of MLB, explaining the context that, you know, in this period of time, and he ought to write it, by the way, and this, this page should be on a plaque in Cooperstown as well that for this period of time there were no black players and numbers may be inflated or affected by that. In this period of time there were no night games and numbers may be inflated and or affected by that. And then in this period of time there were, there were greenies and things like that. Uh, this is when the mound was dropped, like a historical page. And in that page should be a nice long paragraph about the performance-enhancing drugs era and what it was, why people did it, and how it affected the numbers and changed the conversation. And, and then, after that, you put Bonds in the Hall of Fame, because let's stop pretending. You put Clemens in the Hall of Fame, because let's stop pretending, you know? But you have that context there. So we, we talked about that all off the air. And at one point I said, Bob, hold on, i got to call 1995 Matt Spiegel and let him know that he just had a conversation with Bob Costas about steroids. And he laughed and he said, well, I hope I lived up to it. What a, what a joy. So that'll come towards the end of the season. Might be our last episode or second to last episode. So be looking for that on the PBP Voices of Baseball. It was a thrill. All right, a few more minutes. We're going to take your, uh, your calls up until the bottom of the hour here on 670 The Score. And I want to play you Kyle Hendricks talking about Jordan Wicks. That's pretty neat. And we'll hear that leading into Cubs-Reds on Hit and Run on the Score.
When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. We're back with more Hit and Run. Are you crying? Are you crying? There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. There's no crying in baseball. On 670, the score. No crying. Deuces wild, two outs, two on, two balls, two strikes, and the pitch. Swing and a miss, strike three. Got him with a change, Ron. That's the pitch you mentioned a moment ago that would strike him out, and sure enough, it did. Second strikeout for Wicks in the innings. Out on the sea for adventure. Expanding the view of the captain and crew like a man just released from indenture. There's Jimmy Buffett. Son of a son of a sailor. I like that album. I wasn't a huge Buffett fan in terms of the music. Just, it didn't quite speak to me. But incredible amount of respect for the career, for the songwriting, and for what apparently was a great amount of personal integrity and kindness. Just like the the people that have told these wonderful, wonderful stories about the man through the years has been really cool to read. Paul McCartney, I just retweeted something from Paul McCartney who had gotten very close with him, apparently, and I had not known that. It's a beautiful story uh, from Paul McCartney. And and there's also, as we are here on Hit and Run on 670 The Score, and you heard the highlight of Jordan Wicks on the way in. I'm going to play you Kyle Hendricks in a moment. There's a deep-seated Cubs and Chicago history for Jimmy Buffett. He was dear friends with Steve Goodman, um, the late folk singer Steve Goodman. And they used to hang out at the Quiet Night over there on Belmont, legendary folk club and rock club. And when Steve Goodman passed away, um, he was slated to sing the national anthem, and Jimmy Buffett stood in for him and dedicated it to him, which was a lovely, lovely moment. Jimmy Buffett was the first rock concert fully sanctioned by the Cubs in 2005. And I've done a lot of work with Marquee on those on the Marquee shows. Um, new one coming on Springsteen soon, by the way. But um, that was the first time that the Cubs and rock and roll lived hand in hand, really, in 2005. And thus began a long, uh, you know, very profitable and fun journey of concerts at that place, obviously. But, you know, J- Jimmy Buffett is... Uh, had an unbelievable career and an unbelievable life. So rest in peace to Jimmy Buffett. And love that Steve Goodman connection. And loved being reminded of that this morning. Yesterday, Kyle Hendricks on Inside the Clubhouse. Really good interview from David Haw and Bruce Levine. And a reminder that they will continue 52 weeks a year. Saturday mornings, 9 to 11, is Inside the Clubhouse with David and Bruce and Kyle Hendricks was asked about this young starting pitcher Jordan Wicks. Yeah, I've, we've all been loving that, you know, the mound visit, especially that one with Jordan for him to go out there and then come back and set down 15 straight. You know, um, just unbelievable visit by Tom, and just for all of us um, seeing how Jordan reacted to it was pretty special. And overall, I think that's just his personality, man. It seems like he's already had about 10 years in the big leagues when he showed up. He just 
he knows how to carry himself. He's such a hard worker, and he doesn't have that wide eyes in his look, like you were saying, um, even in the midst of a pennant race or whatever. Um, he knows he knows he belongs here. He knows he wants the ball. He wants to go out and attack and compete. And you see it when he's walking off in between innings and stuff, you know, that determination, that look in his eye, the fire he gets. The guy loves to compete. He loves being out there. He loves having the ball. And you can tell the stuff. I mean, he's got four-plus pitches that are he can mix in any time. He controls the zone. He moves in and out. Uh, he just really messes with hitters' timing, you know. And to have that feel already of these guys up here is just pretty amazing, to be honest. So it's been so cool just to get to know him more, uh, talk to him more, but just watch his process, too. Uh, we've learned a couple things just in what he does in his routines and taken a couple things from him and we've shared what we do you know also in our routines but that's how it is you know he, he came in he folded right into the group perfectly and to go out and perform like that in his first two games in the big leagues is just awesome to watch man that changeup's nasty but really he can like I said he's got four great pitches that he's going to have a long long lifespan in this league for sure how about that Kyle Hendricks talking about Jordan Wicks and, and, and Kyle's a guy who knows about demeanor, knows about messing with timing, knows about using a pitch mix to your advantage, and he sees all of that with Jordan Wicks. That was heady, heady stuff. First start, Wicks got a lot of swinging strikes with the changeup and then looking strikes with that sinking fastball that people were thinking might be the changeup, and instead he spots it. Second start, they didn't swing at the change as much. He had to fill up the zone with his, the rest of his mix, and he did. I mean... I mean, that's that. That's a lot in two starts. This is Gator Dale, final caller on Hit and Run for the year 2023. What's up, Dale? Good morning. Hey, hey, Matt. First of all, I want to say thank you for everything you've done. And we're kind of you kind of like the Don Henley song, The Boys of Summer. You know, the summer fling is over, but we're always coming back and staying faithful. Yeah. You know, you know, the other day and, I, I saw a deadhead sticker on a Cadillac the other day. And a little voice inside my head said, don't look back. You can, sorry, go ahead, Dale. Go ahead. No, but like the next three series, Cubs have San Francisco. They're five and five. Arizona five and five. You know, Colorado's two and eight. That's going to be the key series. Pittsburgh's coming in hot, six and four. Yankees are coming in hot against the Milwaukee, six and four. And Miami's five and five. Like you said, that last week is going to be golden. You're going to be watching a lot of games, drinking a lot of beers and stuff like that. It's exciting time this time of the year. And I, I'm looking forward to it. I really am. Yep, me too. Thanks, Gail. Dale. Appreciate the call. Hey, I lied. He's not the last call. Nick on the north side. We're going to squeeze you in if you're there. Hi, Nick. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Yeah, I got it. Feeding off the Cubs. Um, you know, like what the pitching's doing. Obviously, when the offense is hot, it's a beautiful thing to see. I remember in May and June, though, we were concerned about the bullpen. Not a lot of moves made for the bullpen. And you know as well as I do, once September hits and we're hitting a lot of playoff teams, do you think that there is enough firepower within the bullpen, given that Alzelay is being used a lot, or are the Cubs needing to hit a lot of runs to avoid high leverage situations? What do you think is the best way to hide the bullpen and make sure <laughs> Cubs get the pennant? Uh, Nick, thank, thanks for the call. No, I don't think there's enough high leverage swing and miss stuff in the bullpen. I would agree. The answer is no. I don't think this team is going to win a World Series. I, 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 are they going to go to a World Series? Boy, I, I, don't, I don't believe so. I think we're looking at the NLCS preview this weekend with the Dodgers and Dodgers. I, 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 I'll be shocked 
if we don't get Dodgers Braves in the NLCS. I, I will be flat out shocked. And I know baseball's playoffs are set up to shock you. And the Dodgers have trouble in their bullpen, so it'll come down to certain specific games. But man, this Cubs thing has been incredibly fun. It is incredibly fun. It's a bonus year. It is 2015 vibes here, people. Or, you know, 2002 vibes. A little bit of 2003 vibes. On the way, you know? But they're not they're not deep enough and strong enough in the spots you have to be. I don't believe. But enjoy the hell out of it, and who knows what can happen come the playoffs. You need Michael Fulmer back. He was playing catch yesterday. There are some other um, injury updates that I saw where Marcus Stroman is throwing a bullpen tomorrow. Ben Brown and Brandon Hughes are both pitching for Iowa today. Those are two big names. Those are two big names. Ben Brown could be high leverage relief arm coming very soon to a Cubs bullpen near you. And we'll see how he handles the situations because he's been a starter. But that could be an addition very, very soon and would be awesome to see. Thank you so much to all of you callers and texters all year long on Hit and Run. Thank you to Sean Sears. Great job, man. Really fun season, Sean. Thank you. And um, thank you to all the guests who've always been on. Check me out on the PBP, Voices of Baseball, on the podcast, and, of course, on Parkinson Spiegel during the week. Cubs baseball is next. Zach Zaidman, Ron Coomer, and Pat Hughes coming up right here on 670 The Score. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. 
in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.